Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step-by-step step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. What do you get when you combine simplified digital marketing, proven ROI strategies, and Metallica blasting from his headphones? You get Rick Moore ready, of course. So strap in, grab your bulletproof coffee, and get ready, because this is the art of pay traffic. Here's Rick. What's up, my friends? Happy New Year. Do we still say Happy New Year? It's the middle of January already, and do we still say Happy New Year? Happy New Year, my friends. So good to be hanging out with you today on the podcast. This is The Art of Pay Traffic, and I'm your host, Rick Mulready. What's going on? If you're new here, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any episode that I've got coming your way here on the podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. Super appreciate you tuning in each and every week. I've been hearing from a lot of you where you binge listen to uh, the podcast over the holidays and your travels and stuff like that. And uh, you're like, I listened to 30 episodes. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a lot of episodes. Thank you so much for listening. I do not take your attention lightly. So my goal here for this podcast is, as always, to be helping you grow and scale your business through smart online marketing strategies so that you can have a bigger impact and you can help more people. And thus, along the way, have a better life. That's what this is all about, right? On today's show, we're going to be diving into a traffic strategy that I've never covered here on the podcast. And it's one that I think that for those of you who have a very clear understanding of your target audience, an offer that attracts that audience, and a funnel that converts, podcast sponsorships might be something that you want to explore. Now, I'm going to repeat that again, because this is the key, as you're going to hear, uh, during this interview here today with John Lee Dumas, this is the key to podcast sponsorships. You've got to have a very clear understanding of your target audience. I talk about this all the time here in the podcast. You have to have an offer that attracts that audience and you have to have a funnel that converts. Then and only then would I consider podcast sponsorships. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, joining me to share his expertise on this topic, and he has a ton of expertise on this is my good buddy, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. 
at the time that we recorded this in late 2018, he's published, get this, over two, over 2060 episodes on his Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. I'm just laughing because that just blows my mind. And uh, in the process here, in the almost six years that he's been doing the podcast, he's literally made millions of dollars through podcast sponsorships. So he knows a little bit about what he's talking about on this topic. And today, I asked him to kind of talk about perspectives from both sides. So the opportunity that exists as a business wanting to sponsor podcasts and also the opportunity on the other side of the microphone, the opportunity to create revenue for podcasters, okay? So you're gonna learn who podcast sponsorship is for and who it's not for. John's pretty clear about, about this here today. We're gonna talk about a step-by-step process for finding a podcast to sponsor if you are looking to sponsor a show. We talk about how to become a sponsor for a podcast. Hint, it's probably not what you think. John turns this one on its head a little bit here today. I thought that was very interesting. He kind of teased me before we hit record here today. And he said, I'm going to say some stuff that you probably don't think I'm going to say. And I was like, bring it on, man. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, John shares why you shouldn't be going with a CPM model when sponsoring a podcast and when how you should consider the pricing instead. He shares some cost estimates for podcast sponsorships. We talk about the different ad placements that you've got available on podcasts. We talk about what the key metrics are to look at when you are considering sponsoring a show. We talk about how paying a featured guest fee can be a great way to market your business. And on the other side, if you're a podcaster, a great way to generate revenue. The story that he shared about what he's doing with a featured guest fee just blows my mind. I had no idea he was doing this. And uh, as when you hear this, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty awesome. So he talks about this whole concept of a featured guest fee and why this could become the future of, of things to come for bigger podcasts or maybe even smaller podcasts. We talk about that today. And then finally, we talk about, again, on the other side of the microphone, why starting a podcast now is one of the, the best things that you can do for your business. I get this question all the time. I know that he gets it all the time, meaning, is it too late to start a show? Heck no, it's not too late to start a podcast. Starting a podcast is one of the best things I've ever done for my business. This is the second podcast I've ever done. The first one I did, uh, I started in the middle of 2013, was called Inside Social Media. I did 53 or 52 episodes on that, and I really kind of cut my teeth, and so I was so bad. And uh, it just, it was a great experience. And it was the best thing at the time, even though I didn't even have a real business back then. And then of course here with AOPT, uh, love. I just, I mean, this is, this is where it's at. I love doing this. And I hear from so many people, um, you know, all over the world, how they find me through the show. And so we talk about why starting a podcast right now is one of the, the best things that you can do for your business. All of that and a whole lot more. We got a lot to get into. So without further ado, we're, we're going to jump right into it. Let's go hang out with John Lee Dumas. John, welcome back to the uh, the show here. How many episodes have you done for Entrepreneurs on Fire right now? 
2,063 as of yesterday. And Rick, I am fired up to be chatting with you, brother. I'm so glad. I mean, we were we haven't chatted in a while, and we just get on here this morning chatting for a few minutes, and we're like, whoa, it's, it's so good to hear your voice. It's been a long time. Totally. It's been a long time. 2,000. I mean, this is, uh, we're, we're in the 220 range right now, and I can't even imagine doing 2,063 episodes. Of the podcast. It's all, it's all a blur for me, to be honest. I don't even remember a single one of them. I can, I mean, I remember <laughs> when, we, when we first saw, when we first met, like you had just gotten going. You were just a couple months into it. So and, you literally sent me an email. You were in New Hampshire visiting family yep. and you're like, hey, I've heard about this podcast you're doing from a couple people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love to like just have a conversation with you. I think it's pretty cool. You drove up, we had a coffee and uh, yep. we've been buddies ever since. That was yeah. 2013. That's crazy that it was so long ago. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, I, I want to talk about podcast uh, podcasting today uh, on the show here, but from a, a perspective of sponsorship, this is something we've never covered on the, on the show here. But I think this is something that, and, and I don't know, you maybe, I, I honestly don't know how you feel about this because you've been doing it for so long. You've had a sponsor for your show for so long, sponsors for so long on the show. You know, this is a this is a form of of paid traffic, if you will, that I think a lot of people don't consider because they. My impression is that that a lot of businesses out there think that it's only for bigger businesses that, you know, that the one person, the solopreneur, if you will, it, it's not accessible to them. Is that the case? Let's start there. So I'm going to answer by saying yes and no. And I really do have like truly a fire hose of information and like thoughts to share on this on this subject, because cool. I really think that we could go deep in a, in a couple different areas. I don't even really know where this is going to go, to be honest, Neither but I think I. it's going to be cool <laughs> stuff, which is going to be fun. But like this is the reality. So I've published over 2060 shows now, and I've had a great time doing it at about the six month point of my show. I was approached by my first sponsor. And ever since then, I've essentially had sponsors on every single one of my podcasts. Um, I have made millions, multiple millions of dollars through podcast sponsorships. So I truly do think that sponsorships are a great way for a podcaster to generate revenue. They're a great way for a podcaster to share great products, services with their audience that they know, like, and trust that they believe in. And it's a great way for those sponsors to get in front of a great audience. Because guess what, Rick? Your listeners, they know they like, they trust you. So if you are going to recommend a product, recommend a service, mm -hmm. they are much more likely going to take action. And that's why for me, companies like ZipRecruiter have been a sponsor for four years now. They keep coming back. They're currently my sole sponsor because they just do so well with their return on investment that they just wanted to be the only sponsor on my show. So they've now bought out through April 1st of 2019. So that just kind of goes to show you that sponsors are definitely willing to plunk down the big dollars when they know they're going to get ROI, return on investment investment on that podcast episode. They're definitely willing to do that because they see the return and more and more companies are having their eyes opened to the fact that this podcast sponsorship thing can be really great for them. You know, for years it was just, you know, Squarespace, LegalZoom, 99designs, ZipRecruiter. Like there was a handful of companies that like knew the secret. Yeah. And of course they weren't going to brag about it or tell right. anybody they about it. They got in early. Yeah. But now it's like, I'm getting, you know, HP has been a sponsor of mine. I mean, you know, Chase Bank, uh, Capital. I mean, every Every single company now is like knocking down doors of the bigger podcasts to be a sponsor because it just works. But here's the problem is it's the bigger podcast where it works. You know, my podcast gets over 1 million listens every single month. And it is just a really big audience that I've been cultivating now for over six years for over 2000 episodes. So I'm in a position where 
I can go to a sponsor and say, hey, I have you know X number of listeners per podcast episode, and this is what it's going to cost to sponsor my podcast, and it's a really big number for me, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. Like right now, I'm making $35,000 every single month from ZipRecruiter, and they're the sole sponsor. Like that's the deal that we locked in for the next, you know, it was a six-month deal all mm-hmm. the way through April 1st. And so that is where they see that it works. But I also run Podcasters Paradise. You know, it's the biggest podcasting community in the world. We have over 4,000 people that have joined Podcasters Paradise over the past five years. It's been a great community. And so I see and I know that most podcasts, you know, aren't the size of the Tim Ferriss show, of the School of Greatness, of Entrepreneurs on Fire, of Smart Passive Income. They're just not that size. And so the reality is when they spend so much time, so much energy and so much effort going out and trying to find sponsors and then they are able to finally convince those sponsors to sponsor their show you know for what could be like 25 or 35 dollars an episode seriously when when you do the cpm numbers Mm -hmm. and then the sponsors there just being like we didn't get any conversions at all you've just like spent so much time energy and effort doing that so i always stress this when it comes to podcast sponsorships and then i promise rick i'll stop talking for a second no this is really good (laughs) we're gonna stop here in just a minute because you're answering all the questions i have (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no we have a live so much to talk though. Don't worry about that. But I mean, so what is the reality is I highly recommend for people that are launching podcasts. Number one, I could not believe more that now is a great time to launch a podcast. This is the golden age of podcasting. So many more people are listening to podcasts than ever before. I'm getting so many listens every single day from Spotify. They are blowing up in the podcasting world. Pandora just announced they're opening up a whole podcasting division, which is huge. And I'm one of the 200 beta tests for their podcast genome project doing so that's going to be awesome but then they're going to open up to everybody just like spotify did so now pandora everybody it's unbelievable you know alexa voice google home they're all going to be playing podcast 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 and this is how people are going to consume you know gary vaynerchuk i know a lot of your listeners know him could not be higher on voice because he sees it he gets it we are not going to sit and just watch videos like we are going to be on the move doing other things consuming great content so it's a great time for podcasts but you have to be niche and that's why like way back in the day rick when you were talking to me like, John, should I just be like, you know, the marketing podcast and all this? I'm like, dude, you crush it when it comes to like paid traffic. If yeah. you launch a podcast in that, you're going to win because you're going to be the best podcast in paid traffic. And you have been since the day you launched. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's listening, if you launch a podcast on a niche topic that you can absolutely dominate, you're going to win. And then instead of going after sponsors early on, why don't you be your sponsor of your show? Like I do this all the time for my podcast too. I say, Hey, listen, you just heard my podcast. I've developed a completely free course for you. If you want to launch your own podcast, go to freepodcastcourse.com. It's free. It's awesome. You can create and launch your podcast in 10 days. Like you'll be off to the races. And of course, that leads into my funnel that leads into Podcaster's Paradise. I do that with my other uh, Your Big Idea course for free. People can go to my Your Big Idea course and then that leads them into real revenue. And what do I do? I promote these on my podcast. I promote the Freedom Journal, the Podcast Journal, the Mastery Journal on my podcast. So I'm, I'm my own sponsor. And then this is just a great way for you to keep people in your world. Instead of you sending people off to ZipRecruiter, you know, off to Squarespace and the legal zone, which I've been doing for years, by the way, but instead of you doing that initially, why not keep people in your world and build up your universe, your community, add more value to them. And I can tell you the time, energy, and effort that you spent trying to go out 
and find a sponsor for the few dollars that your numbers right now are going to justify is not going to be worth the time that you could be making mm-hmm. it otherwise making your podcast better and creating great stuff for your audience so rick i'll stop now no no that was <laughs> that was amazing seriously like it brought up a lot of questions for me as as well one question i want to and i want to get back to you know how to become a sponsor of a show for the solopreneur, if you will, or the smaller business. But you know, you mentioned this is the best time, or it's maybe still an amazing time to be starting a podcast. That's a question I get a lot. Where it's like, well, it's almost 2019, and there's so many shows out there. You know, I'm too late. You know, I heard that in 2014, and 2015, yeah. and 2016, and 2017, and we'll hear that in 2021. It's just, when are you going to launch a podcast, brother? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I and, and one thing I, I say to them is like, look, if you look at the top 100 shows or 200 shows on iTunes, let's just say in business, for example. A lot of the top shows, the top 50 shows, you know, those shows who, that, that have been around for a long time, like our shows, you know, my, I've dropped out. Like, I, I don't get I'm just below that 200 mark now. And a lot of those newer show, a lot of those those top shows are the are newer shows that have come out recently. You know, I said yeah, recently, well, like this year. So it's true that you have, Rick, but let me just break it to you right now. You're still by far a top 200 show. And this would be a whole other podcast episode that we can't talk about right now. Sure. But there is just a lot of uh, bad things going on right now. And it's been very public. Um, there's been a lot of articles written about it. And even Apple's confirmed it. But um, the rings right now are all kinds of screwed up. People are scamming it for a lot of different ways. Yeah. And that's going to change over the next six months. But uh, so you are top 200, brother. Cool. You know well, that. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's true. So you mentioned like, you know, for a podcast, just starting out, you know, looking for a sponsor, probably better to be promoting their own stuff, their own products, their own services, whatever they've got going. Now, what about from, from somebody who, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, influencer marketing and, you know, there are these, what, what I'm trying to do here is introduce people to alternative ways to, you know, to get their word out, to market themselves. You know, yes, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, we always talk about that stuff. But, you know, podcasting, I think, is a really amazing opportunity. Or is it for smaller businesses, for, you know, these solopreneurs? You, you mentioned like ZipRecruiter, obviously a big business, they're paying you a lot of money over uh, on, a, on a monthly basis. Is podcasting something that the smaller business, the maybe, the, you know, a couple of people, maybe a solopreneur, is that, is it, is an opportunity for them? It is, but I think there's a better way to do it. And this is how I would approach it if I was that person that you're describing right now. I would do this. I would go to a place, you know, like Apple, like Spotify, and I would go to a category. I would search the categories. And again, I wouldn't be too stressed out over rankings because rankings are all kind of screwed up right now. But I would, I would search by category and I would just look at all the podcasts in my niche, in my category that have released a podcast within a couple weeks, you know, that have a decent number of reviews that are talking about some pretty cool topics that you're seeing in their episode titles, I would research and my goal would be to get at least 50 down like on an Excel spreadsheet. So I'd find at least 50 shows. And again, and this is something that Russell was just talking about, Russell Brunson very recently. Mm -hmm. Like if you're looking for a podcast that is about sales funnels, like don't just go and and see like three podcasts that are named sales funnels and then give up because there's no more. Take another step back from that. You have the sales funnels ones, good. Now take a step back and then find a couple other ones that are close to that topic and then keep back 
checking out until you have 50-ish podcasts in an Excel spreadsheet that are really dialed into your industry, to your niche. And then it's a very simple process. On each one of those podcast pages in Apple, for instance, right below the logo, there's the website button. You click on that website, it's going to take you to their website. You click on the contact form, and then you compose a personal email to them. And you say, hey, Rick, you know, I just see that you have this great podcast, you know, the art of pay traffic and the last 10 episodes, you know, you talked about a couple of these things I thought were really cool. Here are the couple of things that you mentioned that I thought were really interesting and really neat. And these topics are really wonderful. I, you know, this is who I am, a quick little bio, and I would love to come on your show to talk about one of these two or three topics. Like, this is something you haven't talked about on your show for a while, so I would love to be a guest on your show. So you can see where I'm taking you first. I really think it's a much better way mm. to find a bunch of podcasts in your category, in your niche, than reach out and pitch yourself in a specific topic in a very personalized, one-to-one, basic, one-to-one manner, your podcast ideas for their show. And then you sit back and wait, and maybe five, maybe 10 of them come back and say, well, listen, we actually, I am looking for a guest, you know, thank you for being so aware of what I do, and I would love to have you on the show, and then you'll be able to go on the show. And then, of course, after the episode is over, you've hopefully rocked the mic, go to the host, say, Rick, like, I really enjoyed being on the show. Um, If you think I did a good job, I'd love an introduction to maybe one or two other podcasters that you know that you know you think would be a good fit and guess what other podcasters i see this all the time in paradise because again i'm in the facebook group every single day we are looking for guests as podcasts 95 yeah. percent of podcasters are looking for guests to yeah. fill up and when there's a guest that's going to come prepare deliver a topic and by the way in that email as well i forgot to mention you should really make a point and i know you love when people do this rick make a point on saying hey by the way when the show goes live i am going to promote the crap out of yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to share with my audience here, there, and there. And that just makes you an incredibly appealing, personable, potential guest for that podcast. And then you can build off of it by doing that thing that I just shared about how asking the the host to go ahead and recommend you to a couple. And you can start building up this great, this great retinue of podcasts that you've been on now. And so then what happens, and this is getting to your point you're going to start to see which ones really click, like which ones actually drive traffic, which podcasts are Mm. actually driving the right kind of traffic. And then Rick, you've got it verified. And guess what? The audience already knows you because you've had a 30, 45 minute conversation. Then you go to those couple hosts and you say, listen, I was blown away by the reaction of your audience. What would it take for me to sponsor the next couple months of your podcast? Like, what would that look like? And just leave it out to them. So then guess what? Now you're not just kind of blindly fishing and throwing out there to podcasts that you don't even know if you're going to connect with their audience. Now you've already proven yourself. You've got a great track record. You've personally connected with their listeners on an episode. And now you can say, hey, it's worth my time to actually invest in sponsorships to make those good and to drive them to a real call to action. I love that because it's not what most people would think to do. They would think like, oh, let's identify some shows and reach out to them and see if I can sponsor them. Whereas it is like you're, you're doing a litmus test here. Number one, you're identifying shows. Number two, you're connecting with the, the, the host then getting on the shows if possible, seeing how your appearance on the show does, like does the audience connect with you? And then from there, 
just kind of recap. I'm just kind of recapping what you just said because but it's again, good. Yeah, again, I was talking a million miles an hour. Yeah, so go ahead. most people don't think of it like this. They think like, oh, I'm just going to reach out, you know, and see if I can sponsor. Whereas this is doing so many. I think this is multiplying what you're doing as a sponsor as well. Because if you can get on the shows, you get to build that trust factor even more so. And then when you're a sponsor and you show up as a sponsor, they're going to have more trust with you because you're on the show and you provided value. And they're more likely to take action on whatever you're promoting there. Exactly. And here's like another little hint and like a little peek about where podcasting is going. And by the way, we're probably a little far away from this because like I just started doing this. And so I think that people are going to start doing this in more multitudes in the upcoming months, more like years. But guess what? I don't even think you know this right now, Rick, because we haven't talked, you know, specific business specifics for a while. But to be a guest on Entrepreneurs on Fire, there's an application process because I get about 400 inquiries per month. When I bump... Is it up to that number? now <laughs> it is and it's a full-time job for my virtual assistant like that is what he does <laughs> he like takes these inquiries <laughs> he puts them through this application process and on april 13th actually i went from doing a daily show which i do know you know mm-hmm. uh, down to um, which i now do eight shows per month i'm actually bumping it back up to 12 because i'm going three days per week starting in december and when you apply for the show bullet point number one is I understand that if I'm selected, there's a $5,500 appearance fee. Every single person who's a guest on my show pays a $5,500 appearance fee. What? I didn't know that. Every single person. I knew that you were doing an application. I didn't know that you were charging for it. I mean, I I knew that you were charging. I shouldn't say that. I knew that you were charging. I had no idea it was that much. Yeah. And it comes down to life. You know, it's capitalism. It's supply and demand. I get 400 inquiries. And back when I had 30, you know, shows per month, you know, uh, you know, 300 of those people never could be on Entrepreneurs on Fire. And then, you know, I worked through the 30 that made sense and I would bring them on and that was fine. But then when it came down to like when I was doing four or six interviews per month now, because, you know, I do a couple non-interview shows as well. It's just the numbers. And I just, number one, I'm like, okay, listen, if you're really an entrepreneur on fire, like if you're really an entrepreneur, entrepreneur who's crushing it to pay $5,500 to get in front of my audience to share your story, your message, your business. It's an absolute no brainer. So if this is out of your reach, well, you know, circle back when it's back within your reach. So now I have this $5,500 appearance fee that really, you know, cuts down that 400 field even a lot more so, which is really nice for my virtual assistant who doesn't have to deal with quite so much. But then it also does a couple other things. Let me tell you, Rick, I used to just hate when I would get on a call and there'd be some dude, he'd just be like, all right, remind me what we're doing again. I know this is on my calendar, but I think my assistant scheduled yeah, this. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. do I really have to deal with this right now? Right. You better believe when somebody pays $5,500 to be on a show, that they are showing up early, they are there, they have prepared, they have a great gift, they are really sweating to make this work for them. And when the show goes live, they are pumping it out everywhere. It it's is true. An, an yeah. amazing switch around. Some things that I didn't even think of, Rick, but that have just been a reality. So my, my whole point behind this is this is coming like this kind of where you're going to give it a value exchange because there's a huge value for a guest to be on my show. Sure. So besides you just being a guest on my show, what's the value for me, the host? Well, now the value is going to be me getting a $5,500 appearance fee to talk to you about your business and to promote you to my audience, essentially. Like I'm giving you a stamp of approval by being on my show. Totally. So my point here is there's not going to be every podcast is not going to charge $5,500, not even by a long shot. But if you're willing to, to sponsor a podcast for a few hundred bucks to be like on a 60 second mid-roll clip, yeah. kind of out of nowhere, kind of like, you know, like, like an interrupting commercial, which by the way, they work well, but 
why wouldn't you spend a couple hundred bucks to be a 45 minute guest on a show? Yeah. And if you go to a podcast that you know is going to be good for you and they maybe say no the first time, go back to, if, if you were willing to sponsor that show, go back to that person and say, well, listen, I really see the value of being on your show. So I want to give you value back. Like I know that John Lee Dumas charges an appearance fee. Can I pay you an appearance fee of like $250 to be on your show? Cause it would so be worth my while. And I just want to come and give value. And you better believe most podcasts are going to be like, Oh my God, somebody just asked to pay know, seriously. to be on my show. Yeah. But again, you are just thinking about paying to sponsor that show, which would be a great investment likely but such a better investment to be a featured guest. Yeah. And that's what I call it, a featured guest fee. I feel like when people reach out, you know, and you get these, as you know, you, pro- you probably don't see these anymore as much as you used to. But when people reach out and they get the wrong, it's a form email. And it's, oh, the, it it's the wrong. I, it's the wrong. I probably get a hundred. I probably get a hundred of those. <laughs> I got one the other day and I was like, really, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nor- normally I don't respond, but I was just in a, I was I think I was in a foul mood at that point when I got it. And I, I responded back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll never stop. It'll yeah. always be there. <laughs> so, all right. So we, we talked about, you know, paying for, I want to kind of shift over for like from a CPM perspective. Sure. Now you mentioned, you know, pre-roll, mid-roll, you mentioned mid-roll, but there's also pre-roll, mid-roll and, and post-roll. Yeah. Kind of break that down for people, you know, what the opportunities are. Do each of those placements cost more, cost less? Talk about that for a sec. Yeah. So I hate the CPM method. I think it's really works against all podcast hosts. I just want to kind of come out and say that. And, and again, this is coming from somebody who has made millions of dollars from the CPM method over the last four years yep. with sponsors on my podcast. But I see where it comes up so, so short for 99% of podcasts because this is how it works. Pre-roll, you're going to get somewhere around $12 CPM for just that 15 second pre-roll at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Mid-roll, Roll that 60 second in the middle, $25. Then the post roll, $10, maybe $8. And so when you combine them all together, like you're probably going to give that sponsor around a $35 uh, package deal, CPM. So you're going to get about $35 per thousand listens. Here's the deal, Rick. The average podcast, and this comes from Libsyn, who is the host for over 50,000 podcasts. So Libsyn shares these numbers every single year. The average downloads per episode, 132. So I'm not going to do the math right now, but that's about $2 (laughs) if you were to have a $35 CPM. So CPM does not work for 99% of podcasts that are out there. Again, you know, a show like mine or Pat's or Lewis's, like those numbers can work, especially when I was having 30 episodes per month and I was having two sponsors per episode. Just because of those numbers, I was making 60, 70, two months. I'll never forget that. It was only twice. But two months, I made over $100,000 in one month just from podcast sponsorships. So the incredible top percentile can do the CPM model and actually make it happen for them. But everybody else, there's such better ways. And so, Rick, we've already talked about a few things to do the quick recap. We've talked about your own stuff is an amazing way to grow your brand and to grow your business and actually make actual money, not like like fake little monopoly money that you'll get paid by these sponsors. Number two, you know, this featured guest fee is real. If you have people reaching out to you and they want to be on your show or you want to be on the show on the flip side as a guest, you've got to be willing to invest. If you're willing to invest in a sponsorship, be willing to invest in a whole episode because you can really leverage that and make that role. Number three, something we haven't talked about, I'll talk about real briefly and then maybe get your thoughts and feedback on it is Mm -hmm. here's another idea. 
you don't have to go get a quote unquote official sponsor and work with them and get professional and get it approved and wait net 30 or net 90, some of them to get mm-hmm. paid. You don't have to do any of that. Why don't you just sit down right now, think of three or four incredible companies that have the perfect products and services for your audience. Think about that. You yep. think about these three or four, go to their website, scroll to the very bottom, click on the affiliate or the partnership tag. They have those down there. And then you apply to be an affiliate for their products and services. Here's one example that every single podcaster could literally do tomorrow. If you listen to podcasts, guess what? You like listening to audio. So if you like listening to audio, would if I said, Rick, Seth Godin just launched his book, This Is Marketing. He actually is the audio reader of that book. Do you want that audio book for free? You're going to say yes. It's like a no-brainer. Of course yeah. you want that audio book for free because you already listen to podcasts. To get a great audio book from Seth Godin would be awesome for free. So right now, you can just Google Audible podcast sponsorships. The first result is going to be you being able to apply on audible.com to be a sponsor for their product, which is Audible audiobooks. They're going to give you a unique URL. Let's just say it's audibletrial.com slash fire. You can then take that, you make it into, you make it, you make it into a pretty link. So I make it, you know, eofire.com slash book. So it's just an easier link for people to hear on the, on the podcast. And then guess what? At the beginning of my show, I say, Hey, Fire Nation, before we kick in, I want to thank today's sponsor, Audible. And guess what? If you go right now to eofire.com, dot com slash book and you sign up for audible you're going to get a free audiobook and you're also going to get a free 30-day membership i recommend going there right now getting seth godin's book this is marketing for free and by the way fire nation true story if you cancel in the first 30 days you get to keep the book so it's literally no harm no foul get over there listen to the book i'd love your feedback now onto the show so guess what that's a sponsor. Every yeah. single time somebody does that, you get paid $15. You get 15 bucks. And by the way, since I'm so big with them now, I actually get 25 bucks. So as you start doing better, you could up that rate that you get per sign up. And it's a no brainer for every single listener to take action on that. So now what I just do, I just gave you a sponsor for your podcast that is giving your audience a gift. And while your audience is getting that gift, you're getting 15 bucks. And it's relevant to the audience. You're not saying Super like, relevant. go, go download, you know, go listen to the latest John Grisham novel, like it, <laughs> yeah. giving something. Yeah. You know what? I just recently did this and this is something I think you and I've talked about this over the, over the last while is like, this is not something I've done very well. Like I've not taken advantage of this opportunity as well as I should. Recently here on the show, I did do that with Opesta which is, as, as we know, our friend Ethan with Opesta, which is the messenger marketing automation platform. We call um, it the ManyChat Killer, but go ahead. The ManyChat Killer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did exactly what you're talking about here because we are advisors to Opesta and to Ethan, and you know I'm an affiliate for them, and that's exactly what you just described. It's exactly what I did. We did a, we did a messenger mini-series here on the podcast, and it was you know, each of those episodes were sponsored by you know, Opesta from an affiliate perspective. You know, so I think that's super, super smart. It's it's, it's so spot on for you. And, you know, just to kind of like build off what you just said for the month of December, you know, we were going to have like one or two episodes that weren't going to be filled just because ZipRecruiter was like, you know, we know that like the Christmas day doesn't work well. So we don't want to sponsor that specific episode. So I looked at my affiliates and I'm like, I'm making 30K a month as a ClickFunnels affiliate. Like I've just, that's what I built my MRR up to. Mm -hmm. Like it's, 
an, an incredible amount of money because it's so spot on for my audience. Like if they need landing pages, webinar registration, they want to build a funnel, they want to do this. ClickFunnels is a great tool for them. So I was just like, Kate, no worries because guess who that sponsor is going to be? It's going to be ClickFunnels. They don't know it. And if they knew it, they'd be thrilled because sure. I'm, I'm their affiliate. Yeah. But now it's going to be like me being like, all right, Fire Nation, today's episode is sponsored by ClickFunnels. So head over to eofire.com slash click and you can get this and that, 14 day free trials and blah, blah, blah. And that'll be my sponsor for that episode. And any traffic I send to that link is going to be commissions for me down the road. And that's how you can make real money. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if they're not thinking about it from that, if if someone is on the other side as a, as a sponsor, if they're not looking at like, all right, I get not to look at the CPM option or this is probably not something that I, I want to be doing. How does that negotiation go? If like I've identified some sponsors, let's just say uh, or some, I mean, some podcast and, you know, I've been I've been on there as a guest, like you were talking about that process there. Let's just say there's three shows that did really well for me. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to reach out to them to become a sponsor. What does that conversation look like? Like, is there, are you, you know, in, in negotiation, they say that the, the first person who speaks is loses. <laughs> what does that look, what does that look like if we're not trying to go for that CPM model? So listen, unless you have a legitimate product with good profit margin that converts upon the traffic that you send it, then this shouldn't be anything that you do. But of course, we're both going to assume that if somebody's yeah. going to be approaching a sponsor, they number one have a good lead magnet or like a free course or something that's going to get a lot of people into that, into their world. So they're at least at the very least going to get a lot of email addresses slash messenger subscribers, however they're going to do it to really make sure that they're at least getting some good leads they can work on down the road. And then of course you want that initial step in the funnel to be converting into a legitimate product that's, that has a legitimate uh, revenue generator potential for you. So that's going to be the key part first. And then you're going to know, hey, like what would one sale be? What would three sales be? You just do the numbers real quick. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, listen, I know that I'm going to be approaching you know this podcast and in the conversations back and forth with the, with the host, you know, there's definitely numbers that need to be shared. You want that host to be sharing with you. How many listens do you get per episode? And by the way, like if you know that all of your sales come like within the United States, then you can also qualify that and say, well, how many of those listens of the thousands are actually in the United States? Those are numbers. Those are demographic numbers yep. that are very easy to attain for the podcast host. And so you really want to get the listens per episode. And here's a, here's like a kind of a quick side tip. Every podcast host just always wants to share like what their total monthly downloads are. Those are good numbers. You can share those all day long. But when you're talking to a host about a, an episode that you want to sponsor, you want to get real specific and say, how many downloads did you have on your last episode? Because like, that's how many listens you're going to get on the episode that you sponsor approximately. Mm -hmm. So that's the key number you're working with. Then you're going to say, okay, of those 500 listens do I really believe that I can get 30 people to opt in? Of those 30 people to opt in, do I really think I can get two or three people to purchase this product? And if the answer is yes, then I would start at that number and just know that you're going to be able to work with that. So I don't think you should ever approach a podcast at a dollar amount less than $250. Because if you're going to spend the time, if the host is going to spend the time working on the reads, crafting the reads, approving the reads, inserting them into the podcast, that's real work. They should be getting at least 250 bucks. So I would start my negotiations there. Hopefully you'd be 
spending around that number, mm-hmm. run an episode or two with them. I personally have a minimum of 12 episodes you have to lock in because I'm just not going to deal with that. But for other podcasts that you know don't maybe have as much demand, they might agree to a two or three episode run. So do that two or three episode run. Then look at the numbers and say, wow, I actually got six conversions. Let's go in next month and I want to sponsor the entire month of episodes. And then you can actually have those numbers. So I would start off at the $250 point. I'd have those conversations with the podcast host. And then after you get your numbers back, then you can kind of adjust up from there. There's no adjusting down because it's not worth probably either of your time at that yeah, point. Sure. But sure. adjust up from there. Love it. Love it. It brings up last question for you and brings up for me. So let's just say I sponsor the month of December. Does the sponsorship stay in those episodes after December or what? What happens there? So it does. So once you sponsor that episode, you are going to be sponsor of that episode for the evergreen time frame, for essentially the eternity that that podcast feed is up. Now, I will say some podcast hosts, and again, this has to be part of the discussion, yep. but some podcast hosts will say, listen, I'm going to keep you in for six weeks and then I'm going to pull your sponsorship spot from the episode and insert it with another one, you know, and and that does happen on a tiny, tiny fraction. I mean, to tell you the truth, you're just not going to run into that for a number of reasons. I wanted to bring it up because it does happen occasionally with some of the really big shows, really, really big shows, because guess what? They still get listens on those older episodes, you know, months and years down the line. Most podcasts, you get 80 to 90% of your, of your lifetime listens of that episode are going to happen in those six weeks, period. Mm -hmm. Those are the real numbers. Those are the stats. So no, no podcast host is going to really take the time to try to find a sponsor to like take a six week plus old episode and pay any money for it. Cause it's just not going to be worth it to anybody at all. Sure. So the easy answer is it's just not going to happen. You're going to be, you're going to be on that episode for all time, which is the great benefit of sponsoring slash guesting on podcasts. Cause you're always like right now, Rick, this is a true story. Somebody is listening to your first ever episode on entrepreneurs on fire right now, as we're talking somewhere around the world, somebody's listening to you and I back in 2013 (laughs) yapping away right now. They're talking about it. I got a, a book publisher reach out to me after hearing me on your show. I don't think I ever yeah. told you that. No, I don't think you did. And that was years ago. I mean, meaning like <laughs> I was on years ago. They reached out this year. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this has been so good. I've learned a ton just by this with this conversation here. You know, I want to wrap up here. But is there anything that we haven't chatted about that you think is, is critical to this conversation here? Well, I think it's kind of important that we kind of circle back on something that, that you've recently done that yeah. I think is a perfect example of everything we've talked about. I mean, you know, you, Rick, is a, you know, paid traffic whiz. And so, like, you are known for that. Like, you're, you know, you're the expert in this. And so, what did you do? You went out and found a company that is what your audience needs. Your audience needs to be doing Facebook messaging. Yeah. They need to be doing, you know, the funnels. They need to be doing the tagging. They need to be doing all the things that Opesta allows you to do. So what do you do? You got together with the founder, Ethan. Yep. You had a great conversation with him. You dropped great value bombs. And then when you promoted his product, you didn't just say, go to, you know, their main URL. Yeah. You said, hey, go to, you know, I'm sure 
maybe share it right now. Why not? But yes. you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's rickmorty.com forward slash opesta. And right. as I talked about that, I'm not just like saying the link and saying what it is and then moving on. Like I'm adding context there. Like Ethan's, for example, Ethan's one of my original students and the dude is a Facebook marketing guy. So he's been, yeah. he's been doing this a long time. So he just gets this world. So why not, you know, why not use a tool that is for a platform and channel that's only getting bigger as we go along here from a guy who is building this from the knowledge and experience of marketing on Facebook for so many years. So I just, I add context to it. You add context and I would even take it a step further and do some things that I've had massive success with is I say, listen, go to rickmulready.com slash Opesta. Hit that link up. If you end up, you know, sign up for Opesta, you know, take the free trial. If you end up becoming a customer, awesome. And guess what? I have two killer bonuses for everybody that actually takes action. Mm. Here's bonus number one. And one thing that I do is, you know, I give people the Freedom Journal or the Mastery Journal or the podcast. Journal. Like I will ship it to their ah, door. Okay. So they're actually getting like a sweet killer, like, you know, physical product gift wrapped and shipped to their door. So they know that like, hey, like I know I could help Rick out right now and go to rickmulready.com. But oh, how do you spell his last name? Let me just Google. Google right, Opesta right. and then I just Googled it and now I'm yeah. at Opesta.com and I'm and I'm signing up and yeah, I, I like Rick. I wanted to help him out, but I just couldn't remember it. So but whoa, if I really sweeten that deal and, and if I know that I can forward my my receipt to Rick and then Rick can check under his affiliate settings and see that I sign up as his affiliate and then I'm gonna get those two bonuses that he mentioned, mm. heck yes. Yeah. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. But it makes yeah. sense. I mean, that's how we do with, you know, course launches and so on. There's, there's totally in there. Yeah. That's super oh, smart. Man. I love it. So, dude, thank you so much for being on here. It's been it way, awesome. It's been way too long. This has been a really good conversation. Like I said, that I've learned a ton. And I know that this is something that a lot of people are thinking about. But I just think that I just my sense is that they that a lot of people feel like it's not reachable that it's not available to them. And I think that you've shared so many great ways that it can be amazing for businesses looking to sponsor and also for podcasters looking to take advantage of sponsorship. So um, where can people connect with you? What's the best way? What do you got going on right now? What are you, what are you working on? I'm just working hard. EOFire.com, you know, is where we just have some really cool stuff. I mean, of course, our latest podcast episodes are there. And if anybody likes what Rick has to drop for value, you know, and they have a, a little extra time on a commute, check out Entrepreneurs on Fire, the yeah. podcast. Amazing podcast. Like I said, I've been I've been on a couple times now. Yeah. And uh, it's so good. I mean, I can't believe it's been over 2063 <laughs> episodes. Six years. That's crazy. What? That's crazy. Dude, thank uh, you so much again. I really appreciate it, man. It was awesome, brother. Take care. Hey, how would you like to win a 30-minute strategy session with me to talk about your Facebook ads or your sales funnels or how you're growing your business online? Whatever it is that you'd like to chat about, we can do a free 30-minute strategy session. And I'd love to hear from you over on Facebook Messenger. So to win a 30-minute strategy session with me, all you have to do is give me your feedback on this podcast. And specifically, I'd like to hear what you like to hear more of, like topics, guests, style of the show, frequency, length, any ideas and feedback that you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear them from you. So to share those ideas and feedback, message me over on Facebook, rickmulready.com forward slash messenger. That'll pop messenger right there and, and uh, you can message me 
message me right there. <laughs> and when you message me with your ideas and feedback, I'm going to pick one person at random at the end of each month to win a 30-minute strategy call with me. Again, we can talk about your Facebook ads or growing your business, online marketing strategy, growing a team, whatever it is that you'd like to talk about, we can cover it in that 30-minute strategy call with me. So message me on Facebook, rickmulready.com forward slash messenger. Give me your feedback on the show and I'll be picking a winner at random at the end of each month. Thank you so much in advance for your feedback and for listening to the show. And thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, I really appreciate it. Again, I do not take your attention lightly and I want to provide the most value possible here on the show. So with that said, Coming up later on the podcast, I've got more great episodes coming your way. So until then, and as always, my friends, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Don't worry. There's more of Art of Paid Traffic coming soon. If you can't wait for more incredible digital marketing strategies, head over to rickmulready.com. We'll see you next time. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.